So we talk a lot about strategy on this show, and, and that makes sense, right? Check out the title of the show. I named it Restaurant Strategy. And that's because I believe having a comprehensive plan is better than taking a scattershot approach. After all, tips, tricks, tactics, those things will change as we've seen over the course of human history. But strategies remain. A strategy is something uh, that's tethered to a goal. And so that's what I believe, right? So more than cheap tricks and gimmicks and tricks and tactics, we focus on strategies. But that's not to say that there aren't a few key things that we can do, that you can do to make an impact on your business. So on today's episode, I'm breaking my rule, no strategies, all tactics. In fact, 12 stupid, simple marketing hacks you can do today to make an immediate impact on your restaurant business. You wanna learn what they are? Stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated entirely to the hospitality industry. We cover marketing, operations, and everything in between. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable and a more sustainable business. I also work directly with operators all over the world through my group coaching programs to help you address and overcome the specific challenges that we all face in our industry. Curious to learn more? Then please set up a free 30-minute strategy session at restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Let me show you how simple it can be to run a profitable restaurant. Again, visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, it's been a while since we've talked about this, but has your restaurant claimed the employee retention tax credit? This is money that's available now, but the program is being shut down in the next year. By next April, it will be gone, so there is some urgency here. Back on episode 168, I had Catherine Tyndall on the show. She is a CPA with Dominion Enterprise Services. She has helped hundreds of restaurants across the country reclaim tens of thousands of dollars, many of whom uh, are listeners of this show and clients of mine. She and I are hosting a free one-hour webinar on Monday, February 27th, and I want to see you there. If you ran a business and kept it afloat in 2020 and 2021, you may be entitled to a refund from the IRS. Come learn more at this webinar by signing up. It is totally free. The link is in the show notes. It's being capped at 100 people, though. So uh, space is limited. We want to make sure we've got time for everyone to ask their questions. We're hosting it on Zoom, so you you can unmute and and ask whatever question you have. In fact, there's going to be plenty of time. It's going to be like a a town hall format where Catherine is going to field all of your questions. So again, sign up absolutely free. It's Monday, February 27th. You will find that link in the show notes. Okay. So as I said, this show, this uh, this podcast is called Restaurant Strategy. It's because I believe strategies uh, trump everything else, right? Your tactics might change, but your strategies uh, will remain. So that's what we try to focus on. Big picture thinking, uh, concepts, ideas, But that's not to say that uh, we shouldn't uh, take a break every once in a while and talk about tactics, talk about the tips, the tricks, the gimmicks that are working right now. 
this episode is probably not going to have a long shelf life because uh, because things are changing, as I said, all the time. But still, I know the listeners are asking for this. I know uh, I've spoken to a bunch of people over the last, I'll say, three weeks, uh, and they've asked for this. So I'm sharing on today's episode 12 super stupid, simple marketing hacks, things you can do right away that will start making a difference in your business. They're very low-lift tasks, right? Very uh, high impact, low effort things that you can do right away. Without any further ado, let's uh, let's uh, let's roll through these. So, number one, this is one of the easiest things you can do. Use your email as a marketing tool. What do I mean by that? I mean, get yourself a branded address and an email signature. Really update your email signature to make it pop. So what is this? What do I mean? There are plenty of people out there who want to save a couple of bucks, and so they have chipstavern at gmail.com. That's their email address. If you go to figure out how to get in touch with them on their website or on Facebook, that's what it is, right? Chipstavern at gmail.com. And this makes no sense because if I want to learn more about you, right? I, I don't know I don't know where to go. Is it chipstavern.com? Is it chipstavern.net? Uh, Is it chipstavernnyc.com? And chipstavern at gmail.com doesn't give me, the, the, the potential diner, any further information to find you. So what I'd love for you to do is have info at chipstavern.com or chip at chipstavern.com, right? My email address, which I share all the time on this show, is chip at chipclose.com. That's because I'm hoping that some people will uh, will be curious enough to go to chipclose.com and see all of the things I do, learn about the speaking gigs I do, learn more about the podcast, learn more about the coaching I do. Because if you only know me through the podcast, okay, you know the podcast, but you don't know about my coaching and my speaking gigs. Likewise, if you meet me uh, at some event um, out around the country, you hear me speak on a topic and you say, wow, I really like what that guy says, and you go check out chipclose.com, you'll learn that not only am I a speaker, not only do I coach, but I also have a podcast. And maybe the podcast is something that, uh, that, that somebody sitting in the audience, that it's exactly what they need. So it's a way for me to market very low lift. It's not like I walk around and say, go to my website, go to my website, go to my website. But whenever I reach out to a restaurant owner, to uh, to, to anybody who's running one of these events, to um, to a potential sponsor, to, uh, to a, a product partner, a tech partner, whenever I reach out to people, they see my, my email comes in. It's from chip at chipclose.com. And I'm guessing that some of them, we're hoping that some of them will take the time to go learn more about me and what I do at chipclose.com. The same is true for your restaurant. If you figure that every single email you send has a branded way, a way for people to, to go back and check out your mothership, right? Your, your, the digital version of your restaurant, right? Your, your website, um, then it's a no-brainer, and you will get more traffic, which is gonna help with SEO, and yes, you will get more customers this way. It is inevitable. Likewise, in the uh, in your signature, your email signature, you have to you have to take a few minutes and create a branded signature. Now, I use a site called My Signature. It's mysignature.io. I will include that link in the show notes. It's really uh, relatively cheap, and you create a beautiful branded 
um, uh, branded signature. So me, if you ever get an email from me, it has my picture, so you get to see what I look like. It also has uh, all of my information, links to my social media pages, and also at the very bottom, it has a link to check out the Restaurant Strategy Podcast. Because if I'm sending emails to this person and that person, that same idea, I want people to go find what I do and, and become part of my community. So it works for me, as a, as a coach and a podcaster, and I promise you it will work for you. So if you are listening to this and you've got an email address that is chipstavern at gmail.com or, uh, or Joe's Sushi at yahoo.com or whatever it is, you need to switch that around and get a branded email and send all of your emails from that branded address. I'm telling you with, uh, with uh, Google, for example, for, for Gmail, you can get a branded email address for like Five or six dollars a month. It is nothing. So to get you and your team members, right? Let's say you have three, four, five team members, right? Have everybody give everybody their branded email address. Again, it just it magnifies your impact. So the first thing, number one, the stupid, simple thing you can do right now is get yourself a branded email. It's just a couple of bucks. It'll take 10 minutes to get it and build yourself an email signature. Build a signature for everybody on your team. It'll just take, again, a few minutes, and it's relatively cheap. It's maybe $100 for the year. I'm not even kidding. It's so simple, and you will see that return over and over and over again. So that's the first one. Number two, if you're on social media, and I'm going to assume that you are, make sure that your restaurant's name, handle, and profile picture matches across all of the different platforms that you are on. So let's say you're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Give yourself the same name, the same handle, meaning at Chips Tavern, right? So make sure it says Chips Tavern. Make sure that the handle matches, so at Chips Tavern. And make sure the profile picture, whether it's your logo, whether it's a, an image, a photo, whatever it is, make sure it matches. Because what you want is that somebody who finds you, you wanna make sure that they know where they are, that they're in the right place. And so if they find you on Facebook and wanna go check you out on TikTok, making sure everything matches will, will guarantee for them that they've landed in the right place, right? So number one, your email, your address and your signature. Number two, on social media, make sure your name, your handle, and your profile picture match across whatever platform you're on. Super easy, and again, this is low lift. It's gonna take a couple of minutes, right? For social media, again, I'm gonna assume you are on social media, that's the world we live in right now, um, you gotta switch to video. If you are not video first, I promise you, you are losing. I'm guessing, and, and I'm, I'm pulling from experience here, both from my own pages and for the clients that I work with, uh, and, the, and the potential clients, the people, the restaurant owners I talk to, they'll tell me, oh, I used to post a picture, and like two years ago, I used to get 100 uh, likes, 200 likes every single time, and now I get 15. It's true, it is happening. And it's because if you're using the tactics, if you're doing what you did two years ago, it, it's out of date, it doesn't work. All of the platforms are video first. This is a little, This has been happening for years, and now it's just sped up with the uh, with the introduction of TikTok. So I did an episode on TikTok uh, just a couple of episodes ago, uh, episode two hundred seven and two hundred eight. If you haven't listened to that, I would urge you take a, take a few minutes and go listen to it. Uh, it's a it's a great how to episode. Now I'm not telling you that uh, TikTok is the 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 best, the greatest, the end all be all. It's not, it's simply the next thing. But what TikTok is doing is influencing the way that Facebook and Instagram and, and other platforms like that are behaving. What's interesting and what's important to note about TikTok is that it's video first, it's native video, short organic content, 
pretty much between one minute and three minutes max. And it's turning the internet into this short form video uh, world. So four out of five posts on social media should be video and specifically probably reels if you're talking about Facebook and Instagram. I'm sorry, it's just what's required now. Now, we all have uh, smartphones or many of us have smartphones. For sure, there are people in your restaurant who have smartphones. So even if you are listening to this and you don't have a smartphone, fine. Somebody connected with you or your organization absolutely does. That's all you need. You don't have to pay a fancy film crew to come in and do fancy things. Just turn on the camera, shoot your restaurant, shoot your food, shoot a, a dish being prepared, talk about, your, uh, uh, talk about your menu, talk about your new cocktails, whatever you want to do, but put video first. So there's a a quick little thing just switch your uh, just switch your tactics instead of doing photos first it's got to be four out of five posts really have to be video it's just the way of the world now number four capture email addresses figure out at least three ways to do it and send at least one email every single week so if you've got email addresses and you're not using them shame on you and I mean that in the most respectful way you have to be utilizing it if you're not collecting email addresses, if you have no way to send them, then go get a MailChimp account. We've talked about this on past episodes. It's very easy. It's totally free for the first, I don't know, two or 3,000 email addresses. So if you don't uh, know how to get started, get started there. Start collecting email addresses and start sending emails one a week. So you need to figure out uh, reliable ways to capture email addresses. Luckily, I'm assuming you take online orders. So that's one way to capture them. If you're a full service restaurant, I'm gonna assume you take reservations. That's another way your system will automatically be capturing those. Or if you don't take reservations, I'm guessing you run a wait list. So you probably use some kind of wait list software. Make sure you're capturing phone number and email address in addition to the person's name when they check in for a table. These are easy ways to capture email addresses. You can also throw a pop-up on your website, make it very easy to capture, e capture email addresses there. And then you should also find a way in-store. That's different for each concept, so I don't wanna get into that. But there, there are a couple of easy ways to capture email addresses uh, regularly, every single week. And then oftentimes, you'll have to export from the, the platform and then import into your email service provider, in this case, a MailChimp or a Constant Contact or any other, um, any other email service that you like to use. I mentioned MailChimp because it's a very easy lift. It's totally free um, for the first couple thousand addresses and it's very easy to use. Drag and drop, very stylish templates, really, really easy to use. So if you're not utilizing email marketing, uh, please do it. Just one email a week. It can be anything as long as it's value-based. So yes, you can talk about upcoming promotions or discounts or events you got coming up, uh, but also you can just talk about a new cocktail. You could talk about some wines that you just added to the list. You could talk about your signature dish. You can uh, profile one of your staff members. You will have endless things to talk about if you think about it. So map out, so you're not doing this at the last minute, map out, say, what am I gonna send? What are the next eight emails look like? So over the next two months. And when you start looking at what you got coming up, what you gotta talk about, right? It's So uh, it's February now, right? Pretty soon it's gonna be, uh, so Valentine's Day just passed. Pretty soon we're gonna have um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. And then before we know it, it's gonna be Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day. And there's gonna be plenty of things to talk about, right? The key is 
that you send an email every single week and you have a reliable way, at least three different ways that you can capture emails. So if you're not using emails, it's a, such an easy thing to do and it's it's relatively free. Yeah, for, for the first you know couple thousand email addresses, it is totally free. And then after that, it's a nominal fee. It's $50 a month, $100 a month. I think, um, I wanna say MailChimp is like $250 for up to 20,000 email addresses. That's relatively nothing. Just getting a little bit more business which your email marketing will generate. So that's number four, an email strategy. Number five, here's a really important one. You gotta strip down your website to the absolute bare minimum. The question I always ask is what do you want people to do? Meaning what action do you want them to take? Usually on a restaurant's website, it's either I want them to book a reservation or I want them to place an online order for food. It's very easy. So I'm guessing that you're gonna be driving towards one of those two actions. Now maybe it's to fill out an inquiry for catering. Maybe it's Maybe there are a couple of things. Uh, that you could choose between. But for 99% of the restaurants out there, it's gonna be you're trying to get them to book a reservation or you're trying to get them to place an order for uh, for online food, for pickup or, or delivery, right? So strip down your website. Make sure that everything on your website pushes people into uh, to taking the action you want them to take. So in the old days, and I'm talking about 10 years ago, 10 years ago, your website was a great house for everything about your restaurant, about all the awards and the bios and um, you know the history of the, of the restaurant and your mission and why you exist and all of that. Any of that or all of that might belong on your website as long it is, as it is there to try to convince people to take the action you want them to take. And I think what you'll find is that you really don't wanna push people to a lot of pages where they can't do your desired action. Right, So taking them to a menu page is fine, but at the bottom of the menu page or on the right of the menu page, somewhere on that page, there better be a call to action, some button that says, reserve your table now, right? Book now, something to that effect, right? So your, your bio, your history, your awards, your accolades, all of that's great, and that might be necessary to try to convince someone to dine with you, but there better be purpose behind it. So here is, uh, here is an easy thing you can do to you, with your website. Strip it down to just the bare minimum. What do people need to know in order to take action? It's a really crucial thing to do. And then number six, take a, take your signature dish or take a, your signature drink or maybe both and, and switch it around. Present it in a way such that people can't help but take pictures and take videos of this dish, of this item, and post them, right? This is, uh, this is about manufacturing word of mouth. How do we spark word of mouth? Good food and good service, making sure people have a great time and, and can't help but talk about it, that's not enough anymore. Because there's so many more restaurants than there were even 10 years ago. There are so many more good restaurants. So what we have to do is put our thumb on the scale and get people to take the action we want them to take. It's not dissimilar to what, uh, what we want them to do on the website. So in the restaurant, they've, they've come in, they're, they're dining with us, they're joining us. You wanna find opportunities to get them to take photos, to take videos and broadcast, right? Broadcast, meaning post to their feeds where they have an audience. Maybe it's their friends and family or maybe they're influencers and they've got thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers. Either way, you wanna create something that is Instagrammable, something that is worth sitting up, worth taking out their phone, worth sharing with the world. Whoa, 
This is so amazing. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen spaghetti presented like this. I've never seen lasagna presented like this. Perfect example, I was on TikTok the other day. Somebody had created spaghetti. They molded the spaghetti into little molds, threw batter and breading on it, and deep fried it. And they were deep fried spaghetti. So served in an Italian restaurant, almost like you'd sell mozzarella sticks. Right. Instead, they were uh, they were spaghetti, spaghetti with like a little bit of a meat sauce and and like a like red sauce in there, tossed in batter, a little bit of breading, fried, and it, it was something I've never seen. Now, is it good? I don't know, but it was certainly interesting. Instead of the big cheese pull you get from a mozzarella stick, it was like a spaghetti pull. It was definitely a novelty of an item, but it was remarkable. It was unique. It's something that didn't really exist. So super, super important that you do this with a drink, with a with a dish, with a dessert, whatever. Something in your place has to be good enough, interesting enough, remarkable enough to take a picture or a video of. Now, we got six more for you. We're gonna roll through them really quickly after a word from our sponsor. Now, running a restaurant is already a tough job, right? You're busy keeping customers fed, employees paid while working with razor thin profit margins. The last thing you should be worried about is if you're doing sales tax right. That's why you should consider automating sales tax for your restaurant point of sale system. Collecting and filing sales tax on your own can be stressful and it can be time consuming. It can leave your business vulnerable to accidentally missing tax payments or not having enough money in the bank to cover those tax obligations. Davo by Avalara simplifies sales tax for your restaurant and brings peace of mind through automation to help you pay the full amount you owe on time. Just integrate the Davo app with your existing POS, like Clover or Spot On or Square or Toast, and set up your business and banking information. Davo then will take sales data from your POS system, determine how much sales tax you collected each day, then it sends a request to your bank to have your sales tax put into a secure holding account. So this keeps your sales tax separate from your revenue and helps reduce potential confusion about available funds. You'll get a daily email from Davo letting you know exactly how much sales tax was transferred. And when your sales tax is due, Davo automatically remits your sales tax to the appropriate authority on your behalf in full and on time. So is your restaurant in a state that does on-time filing discounts? If it is, then Davo will automatically send this refund back to your bank. Don't let sales tax spoil your business. Stay on top of sales tax with automation from Davo by Avalara so you can spend less time in the back office and more time in the front of house. Learn more at davosalestax.com slash restaurant strategy and try Davo free for the first month. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, on today's episode, we're talking about marketing hacks, right? Little tips, tactics, tricks, things you can do right away to make an immediate impact on your business. This show is called Restaurant Strategy, so we're typically talking about strategies, sort of big, comprehensive views, because uh, because the plans don't change. How we execute those plans do change. So I like to, uh, I don't like to, to spend a lot of time talking about the tactics and these little gimmicks and tricks, but hey, every once in a while, I think there's value to it. And I think uh, what we're talking about today are, are things that can make an, uh, an immediate impact, right? So this is low effort things. These are low effort tasks that you can do right away to make a difference in the business. So again, uh, before the sponsor break, we, uh, we went through six of them. Now we've got another six. Let's get right to it. So number seven, right? Uh, get business cards made 
to promote reviews. Let me explain what I mean by this, right? It's sort of like we were talking about with number six uh, when I was explaining the triangle principle, right? Attraction, retention, and evangelism. You need a way to acquire new guests. You need a way to uh, retain those guests, get them to come back. And then you need a reliable way to get them to go spread the word about what you do, right? To go evangelize for you. Hopefully they come in and they love you and they want to go uh, tell everybody uh, what they experienced, right? And you, we have to make that easier. One of the big things right now has to do with reputation management. It's a fancy way for saying that we've got to make it easy for people to go tell other people what they thought about their experience. And a lot of that has to do with reviews, specifically Yelp reviews and Google reviews. Now, really, really uh, important. I'm going to share a, a tactic and then we're going to go over why I think um, it's in the spirit of what Google and Yelp reviews are all about. So I want you to uh, get a business card made. I do this with a lot of my clients. On one side, there's the Yelp logo and a QR code that will take people to your Yelp page. On the other side, there's a Google uh, logo and then a QR code taking them to your Google My Business page. The idea is you put these in your pocket or you give them to your general manager, let's say, right? You put them in the general manager's pocket. They spend all night looking for one table, the one table that is having an amazing time. They're laughing, they're uh, they're joking, they're ordering food, they're drinking, they're having a great time. What you're going to do is you're going to approach that one table and say, hey, I just wanted to check, make sure you looks like you guys are having a good time. You enjoying everything tonight? And of course, they're going to say, yes, oh my God, this place is so great. We love blah, blah, blah. And you're going to say, great. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. If you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes and doing me a favor, I'd really appreciate it. You give them the card and say, on one side, it takes you to our Yelp page. Please go leave us a rating and a review. Uh, tell people that you love it and why you love it so much. On the other side, it takes you to our Google page. Go again, do the same thing. Leave us a review and a rating uh, and tell people that you love it and why you love it. Just help other people who are like you who want this kind of experience find us. If you do those couple of things, it would uh, it would make a really big difference uh, to a small business like us. Now, really important, you're not incentivizing them in any way. You're not uh, giving them a discount to leave a review. You're not giving them a free round of drinks or a free dessert, nothing like that. All you're doing is asking them to go tell other people why they love it so much, right? And that is in the spirit of Yelp and Google reviews, I believe, right? So we're not giving freebies, we're not we're not uh, soliciting in that way, we're just finding people who love it and we're going and getting them to tell people that they love it and why they love it. If you do that, you collect one review every night, so you're not trying to get 10 or 20 reviews every night. One review every night, that's 35 star reviews, I gotta guess. 35-star reviews every single month, that will improve your rating, and that will do more for SEO and you being found on, on sites uh, where it matters. Um, that will do more for your business than just about anything else you can do uh, when it comes to sort of reputation uh, management and digital presence. I'm telling you, focus on Yelp and Google. Just target the people who are having a great time and ask them to go leave a five-star rating and review. It will make all the difference. Get those business cards made. You can get them for half a penny. Uh, you get a thousand of them made. You give one out every single night. Uh, it'll be years before you get through them. I'm telling you, it'll make a really big difference. Number eight, you gotta rethink third-party delivery. We did an entire episode on this, but this is a really big deal. 
Think of third-party delivery sites like Uber Eats, like DoorDash, like Grubhub. Think of them as client acquisition tools, right? So this is customer acquisition. You pay these hefty commissions, right, in order uh, in order to be uh, to be able to generate revenue on those sites. But if you think of those commissions not as a fee or a tax you have to pay to the company, but as a marketing cost, as an acquisition cost. It changes the it changes the game. It changes how you look at those tools. If you say, "Hey, I'm going to spend right," they they place an eighty dollar order. You're going to spend you know thirty percent of that. So people are going to give you know twenty twenty five dollars. You know, gets lobbed right off the top. Okay, fine. But that's a twenty five dollar customer acquisition cost. Meaning, I would be willing to pay twenty five dollars if I could generate. whatever the number, or $1,000 when we look at the lifetime value of a customer. What you need to do is say, hey, this is how how a, a customer discovered us on Uber Eats or DoorDash, but you then have to take steps to convert them to first-party delivery. So a lot, uh, you've heard me talk about a lot, and certainly other people talk about putting stuffers in the bag, right? So a menu or a postcard or something and say, thanks so much for ordering from us. Get 10% off your next order simply by switching and ordering directly from us on our website. A lot of people don't even realize they can do that. I'm amazed, so I've, uh, I've talked about this, how I moved out out here to New Jersey. So I moved from New York City to New Jersey about seven months ago, and we're just discovering all these restaurants out here. And I got to tell you, I'm amazed at the number of restaurants where we order from Uber Eats and they don't put anything in the bag. There's no sort of branding. There's no menu. There's no napkins that are branded. There's no postcard telling us where we can order that would be more convenient for them. And I'm in the industry. I spend a lot of time thinking about this. I'm happy to do it, but I don't have time to drive around my new town and find uh, find different um, find different places to order from. What I will do is go onto Uber Eats, figure out who has uh, who's really well reviewed, who's got a lot of reviews. I'll order from them, and if uh, and if I like them, I will gladly order from them personally. I will call them. I will place an order online. I will go and pick it up. But if they don't make it easy for me to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I'm just one person. And I'm somebody who's uh, got a vested interest in watching independent operators succeed. So if I'm not doing it, then you got to imagine somebody who really doesn't care about our industry, just a just a customer who wants their Chinese food quickly. Um, you got to imagine that they're not going to go out of their way to do it easy uh, to, to do it. So we have to make it easier for them. We have to make it frictionless for them. We have to literally tell them what we want them to do. Thanks for ordering from us. Next time, get 10% off, get 20% off, get a free dessert, get a free uh, you know soup, get whatever it is to incentivize them to take the action that you need them to take. And if you can do that, right? So if you do that, you put a stuffer in there, right? A, a meaning a postcard, a postcard that thanks them and gives them a promo code and a link to order directly from you next time. That's what I mean when I say stuffer. If they do that, then you know your marketing worked. So you acquired the customer through Uber Eats, let's say, and then two weeks later, you see an order come in because you'll see them, they use the promo code, right? The promo code's gonna be, you know, order, uh, order from me, 
that that's the promo code. You see that when you see the promo code, right? Or, you know, 10 order or whatever the promo code you do, when you see that, you know that that's the promo code you use on your delivery stuffers. So you know that this is now probably the second time they've ordered from you and your conversion tactic worked. Then you can decide whether you do something else nice, something else generous to, to entice them to continue ordering from you. So yes, the food comes quickly, it comes hot, it's delicious. Yes, you've done all the work you can to make that food as good as possible, but you now have to do the marketing work and make it easier for them to order from you, to, to number one, switch, to convert from third person to first person, and to now order from you regularly. And you're tracking it, that stuffer, again, that promo code, you now know who have who you've converted from one to the other. It's super important you do that. So that's number that's number eight. Uh, number nine, in the same spirit, you gotta introduce a bounce back promotion. So I love doing bounce back. Man, this is old school. This is a postcard or a check insert or a business card, something that says, thank you for joining us. Bring this back and get two free glasses of champagne. Uh, get 10% off your next visit in. Get a free dessert next time you come in. It's a bounce back offer, right? So you're trying to get them to bounce back quickly. The key to bounce backs is they have to be hand, they, they have to be done by hand. Uh, I always love it when a manager can do it. Right, so they can approach table instead of a hollow uh, table touch. Hey, how's everyone enjoying everything? Oh, it's good, good. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Great. And they walk away, hollow empty. Rather than that, I would rather a manager take the time to say, hey, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming in tonight. Have you been here before? Make conversation. Have you been here before? Uh, how often have you come? Uh, what made you choose to come in tonight? Are you enjoying everything? And then give a bounce back card. Say, well, we appreciate your business tonight. I'd love to get you to come in. Uh, if you come in anytime in the next two weeks, come on back. Um, I'll give you the following, right? You get 20% off. You get a free side dish. You get a free dessert. You get two free, uh, you know, round of drinks. Whatever it is that you think you need to do to entice them to come back, give it. It's it's pennies. It's pennies for you to try to get uh, get that person to come back. The key to the bounce back promotion is that it's done by hand. The other key is that it's done on the big days. So I always recommend doing these. You don't have to do these all the time. But on um, restaurant week, on a Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is a great example. Uh, we obviously just passed this holiday. You get a lot of people dining out who normally don't dine out. You get a lot of people coming to you, discovering you for the first time who don't normally come out. So use that opportunity to say, we're so glad you chose us to celebrate this, uh, celebrate the holiday. We'd love to see you again. Bring this back. Use this anytime in the next month. And you put an expiration date. So they come in on February 14th. Say, hey, Dine anytime between uh, between now and March 15th and get the following offer. So it's got to be done by hand. And the whole key is that you get a quick turnaround. So a week, two weeks, four weeks at the most. I do this a lot for December. So I worked at a restaurant uh, a couple years back and we were doing holiday brunches. We were usually uh, closed on weekends. But for the, uh, the four or five Sundays between Thanksgiving and New Year's, we did holiday brunch. And so we got a whole lot of people who don't normally uh, come out to join us. Uh, it was a lower price point. It was something special. And we did these bounce back cards and say, come back anytime in January and get uh, two free glasses of champagne or get a round of champagne. And we partnered with a specific uh, brand and they 
uh, they gave us a, a better um, a better cost on the on the item, so we could uh, we could pour their champagne all January long. We kept the and we kept the party going. January is usually a time when our uh, business dips. Same thing with March. A lot of times from February fifteenth to March fifteenth, uh, business takes a little bit of a dip. Find your times when you take a dip and find an opportunity to do a bounce back promotion. Specifically, it's to get people to come back, get back, uh, get them back quickly. And, uh, and and become your customers, uh, create new habits. So number nine, bounce back promotion. If you're not doing something like this, take an opportunity. Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up. There are opportunities for you to introduce something like this, right? Number 10, if you do private dining or catering, you got to call customers back 24 hours after they dined with you, after they ordered from you. I promise you this is the number one thing you will do, be able to do to get more business. You call them the day after and say, hey, uh, you know, we... You, uh, I'm calling, you know, this is Chip. I'm calling from Chip's Tavern. Uh, you ordered catering from us yesterday. I just want to call, make sure you enjoyed everything. And you're going to just listen. You're going to ask them what they thought of the food. Did they like it? Did everyone like it? Was there stuff left over? Uh, did they not have enough? Number one, you're going to be learning more about your catering business. Number two, you're going to be building a relationship with them, right? At the end of the call, you're basically going to say, hey, uh, you know, we'd love to be able to take care of you again. Do you have anything coming up? No? Okay, great. Well, if it's okay with you, I'd love uh, I'd love to touch base with you just in a couple of months every so often uh, to see if you do have things come up because because uh, we'd love to continue um, serving you. We'd love to continue taking care of you. You do that after every uh, private event. You do that after every catering order. Again, the next day, and you reach the person, your host, or the person who ordered from you, um, you will uh, start seeing a lot more repeat business. I'm telling you, it will do quite a bit for your business. So that's number 10. doesn't take that much effort at all. It's a five or 10 minute phone call after every event. Number 11, contact the birthday people, right, from last year as their birthdays approach for this year. So call, email, whatever you want. Give them a reason to choose you again. So I would do this when I was a maitre d'. So I worked in New York City for many, many years, uh, running the front door of some uh, high-profile restaurants. Long before we could automate this or scale this, I did this on my own. So I would go to Open Table. Uh, most of us used Open Table. Uh, you can uh, print out a report from the year before. Hopefully, you've tagged everybody who's celebrating a birthday. You run a report on February 1st for everybody who celebrated a birthday with you last March, let's say. And you just call them. This is what I would do. I would just call them. Because it wasn't that many people. Even at a busy restaurant, it'd be 100 or 200 people. Uh, well worth your time. Cause I would call them up and say, hey, it's uh, Chip calling from Restaurant XYZ. Um, I just wanted to, to touch base. I know you celebrated your birthday. I celebrated a birthday with us last year or an anniversary with us last year. Uh, we'd love to We'd love to be part of the celebration again this year. Um, uh, if we can get you back here, uh, I'd love to offer you a free round of drinks or you know, a couple of free uh, glasses of champagne. Our compliments uh, if you came back and join us. Uh, you know, are you interested? Can I go ahead and make a reservation for you? That's it. Most of the people are going to say, no, we've already got a reservation. No, we, we're going to try somewhere new this year. But I'm telling you, some percentage of those people will say, yeah, we had a great time last year. We'd love to come back there. Um, you do that and, and you systematize that, build a system for calling the people from last year before you get to this year, I'm telling you, you will drive more business. That takes time, but it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. And at the very least, even if you don't get, um, even if you don't get sales, you don't book reservations, you will be making, uh, you'll be making a connection, building, deepening your relationship with your customers. Because I'm telling you, most restaurants out there aren't doing it. And I would hear that people would be like, I can't believe you called me. Can't believe you remembered. 
I didn't have to remember. I've got a computer that remembers for me. It took very little effort. It took time, but it took very little effort uh, for me to do that. And it manifested in increased sales, uh, rebookings, uh, and again, deepened our relationships with our guests. It's so easy to do. And now there are programs that allow you to do it. There's all kinds of easy ways. I will say the more personal you can make that, the better results you're gonna get. So yes, you can build an automation email, and that might be one step of the cadence, but I would also recommend you uh, you calling them directly. I would also recommend maybe sending a text. I would also recommend direct mailers if you have access to their addresses. Anything where you can go just a little bit above and beyond for a special thing like that, you will get uh, better results, right? Then finally here, number 12, I've talked about this on the uh, podcast in the past. Uh, it's worth um, It's worth talking about again here. Number 12, the last thing I can tell you, right? One of the best things you can do, this is a trick, man, it's a gimmick. For, uh, for, the, for the foreseeable future, for the future, moving forward, and you could try it for one night and see if I'm wrong, but take this, the following phrase out of your vocabulary. Thanks so much, have a good night. For an entire night, I challenge you, not to say, thanks so much, have a good night. And this works especially well for full service restaurants. I've done it a lot for fine dining restaurants and it works very, very well, but it'll work at all levels. Um, instead of saying, thanks so much, have a good night, which is hollow, which doesn't mean anything. We just sort of say it because we can't think of anything else to say. Instead, I challenge you for an entire night, and I think you're gonna find that it works so well, you're gonna do it forever and ever and ever. But instead of saying, thanks so much, have a good night, say, thanks so much, when are we gonna see you again? Thanks so much. When are you uh, When are you coming back? Thanks so much. Can I make another reservation for you? I've done this uh, over and over and over again at multiple different restaurants, and I get about a 20% close rate, 20% conversion. When I simply replace, thanks so much, have a good night with, thanks so much, when are you coming back? Right? And you do it with a wink and a smile. When I do that, I get about 20% of the people will rebook sometime in the next two to three weeks. So if I said, hey, I could teach you a tactic that will get you 20% of your covers tonight to come back sometime in the next month, right? So if you're doing 100 covers to get 20 of them to come back sometime in the next month, I think that would, uh, that would do quite a bit for your, uh, for your retention rates, and it costs you nothing. All it requires is that you be more present and more engaged with your people. So thanks so much, have a good night is dead, it's gone. Do not say it. Thanks so much. Hey, can I make another reservation for you? When, when are we going to get you back here? It's a nice thing. That's actually what you want. You want to be able to take care of them again. You want to generate more revenue. And if you just showed them a good time, great food, great service, and a beautiful dining room, then that's really what they want. And I'm telling you, people, tons of people will just say, oh, you know, no, we're, we're not sure. We'll, we'll give you a call. But you will get 20% of the people, one out of every five tables, will say, will suddenly remember something they have coming up. Oh, yeah, we're, we're hosting a client dinner. Oh, you know, my, my wife's sister's in town next week. Oh, our kids are back. We, we didn't know where we were going to go celebrate our anniversary or whatever it is, right? They will think of, they will think of uh, reasons why they might need to come back, why they might need another reservation. Again, most of the people will just laugh and say, no, thanks. No, we'll let you know. We, we'll see you soon. And they'll walk away and they probably won't ever come back. But 20% of them will think of something uh, think of a reason why they might need to come back and they will book another reservation for you right then and there. I'm telling you, it's absolutely free and it is fail-proof. You will get 
something around a 20 uh, 20% conversion. If my numbers hold and you do it the way I do it, the use the some version of the script that I'm telling you here, that's what you will find. And uh, and that's true of any of these things, right? All of these things will work. You just have to you just have to integrate them into your business. Here's the thing. Here's the key to this entire episode. You don't have to do them all but you have to do some of them. I would say my challenge to you is to pick three of them and put them into place right away. Now, that can be you change your email address, you do your signature, you get rid of thanks so much, have a good night, and you do uh, the, the business cards for Yelp and Google, right? Those are three of these 12 bullet points that you can implement right away with a very, very low lift. Now, if you wanna do this birthday promotion, yeah, it takes more time, uh, but it'll work. Uh, and you will and you will do more business. Um, any of these things, for the most part, are very low lift. Some of them are higher lift than others. I get that, but they're relatively low lift, high impact uh, tricks you can do right away. If that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for things you can do right away that will make an immediate impact, here they are. There are twelve of them, and I hope and I hope you take me up on my challenge and you implement at least three of them this week or next. I'd say you get seven days to put them uh, to put them into into play. So listen, that's it. I appreciate you being here. Again, this is Restaurant Strategy. We usually talk about big, comprehensive plans, strategic approaches to how we run our businesses, to how we go for profitability. But yeah, sometimes you just need to know what's working. Uh, what are some ideas I can put into play? That's what today's all about. So I hope you got some value from it. Uh, one last reminder about the uh, the webinar we got coming up, uh, all about the employee retention credit. A uh, hundred people, the room is capped there. It's gonna be on Zoom. So everyone's gonna get their chance. It's gonna be sort of a town hall format. You're going to get your chance to ask questions of Catherine Tyndall. She's a CPA. She specifically uh, works on this employee retention credit. She's uh, gotten many of my clients uh, and tons of listeners from this show uh, money back from the government. It is there. It's a government program. It's money available to you. Uh, and it's absolutely free to join uh, to, to join this webinar. It's absolutely free to have her, uh, to go through a consultation with her and have her look up and see if she thinks you would be, um, you would uh, get some money from this program. Uh, so please please come. It's a great resource there. And, and I hope to see many of you there. I appreciate you being there. I uh, appreciate you being here, making time out of your day uh, to join us here. Thanks so much. And I will see you next time.